Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection Podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 115 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. And yes, I know I say that a lot, but I'm really excited about today's episode because I am introducing a brand new segment onto the podcast. So I've been running the Love Incubator for the past couple of months, which is my group coaching program. And I've been running the Love Action Tribe, which is my membership community for the past couple of months. And both of those programs involve group coaching. And I've seen from just that experience, but also my own experience of being in group coaching programs, that listening to others being coached can be incredibly, incredibly profound. Now, yes, I don't think there's anything like being coached yourself and having someone call you out on your own blind spots or your stories or your BS or whatever it is. But listening to someone else be coached can be incredibly powerful because they might be asking questions that you don't know to ask, or they might be um, wanting to uncover some blocks or beliefs beliefs or stories that you are experiencing in your own life, but you don't know or see them as blocks or just limiting beliefs or stories. And so a couple times a month, I'm going to start bringing on a caller onto the show live so you can get a peep inside our coaching conversation so that you can, yes, just empathize and know that you're not alone in whatever you're struggling with when it comes to dating and relationships, but also I hope to get some insight and some action steps into your own life. Now, I know that you're probably not going to be experiencing the exact same situation as all of my callers, but my hunch is that you'll be able to see yourself on some level and what these questions are that the women are bringing. So I invite you to keep an open mind and keep asking yourself as you're listening to these conversations, 
How can this apply to me? How can I make this apply to me? So again, whether you're single or in a relationship you're not sure about or not dating at all or dating a bazillion people, whatever it is, keep asking yourself, how can I have this apply to me? How can this apply to me? Now for right now, I I know I may get some questions on how to get one of these slots to get some coaching with me. And for right now, these spots are only open to women inside the Love Action Tribe, which is again, my membership community. So the membership community is going to open for enrollment again in May 2018. So you can go ahead and get on the wait list, veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe. So you can be the first to know when the membership site opens again for enrollments. And if you're listening to this after May 2018, know that my membership site will open a couple times, a few times a year at most. So just always make sure you're on my email list so that you can um, be in the know as to when the membership site will open again if you aren't already um, in. And then you can get a slot on this show if that's something that you desire. All right. Anyway, so our our very first caller for this segment is asking a question. I know many of you have. I've coached many women on this, and I've seen many questions like this come through my Instagram direct messages and email and all of that kind of good stuff. And the question is essentially, for boiling it down, is I don't know if I can trust the guy that I might be getting back into a relationship. Basically, should I stay or should I leave? And I'm having trouble trusting myself to make that decision. So we're going to go deep into this situationship that my caller is calling in about. But I think the answer and her action steps are not necessarily going to be what you expect. So as you're listening into my call with Lee, I want you to ask yourself and keep in mind, have you been pleasing people your whole life so much that you've totally lost touch with who you are and what you want, not just in a relationship, but also just generally in your life? And do you find yourself going back and forth about a relationship and back and forth about if you should stay or if you should leave or if he's a good guy, if he's actually changed, if he's being genuine or not? And are you in a relationship now that feels hot and cold or you feel like you need them in order to feel happy and to feel good in your life? All right, keep these questions in mind as we listen into my coaching conversation with Lee. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And I have Lee with me and I'm going to coach Lee on something that I hear a lot from women in this community. So I'm super excited for you to tune into our coaching conversation. Um, So hello, Lee, and welcome to the show. And what's your question? How can I help you? Hey, Dan Veronica. Thank you for having me on. I am struggling with, I have, I've been in a relationship for seven years, which we split up. It was very hostile for about a year and we've got back with each other. I'm just wondering, I'm having trust issues with him. Would it be ever, would I be able to trust him again? Okay. Okay. So you're wondering if you can trust him after being in a hostile relationship for seven years or it's hostile now? No, for the the year we broke, I was in a hostile relationship before that. Mm-hmm. But in the year that we broke up, things did get nasty between us. And he walked out at a very bad time. He walked out when he'd made promises and guarantees. Okay, so it's been hostile the whole time then. Is that a fair thing to say? This last year. Just the last year? Yeah. Okay. 
And what makes you have trouble trusting him? Because we were planning on having a child mm -hmm. and we were, couldn't do it the natural way because of health problems. So we were spent a year going to hospitals, up and down to hospitals and visiting doctors and specialists. And just when it all got real and was about to happen, he packed his bag and he walked out the door. Okay, cool, Pete. And what was the relationship like the seven years that you were together before you broke up? Good and bad. Okay. What was the good like? What was the bad like? When it was good, it was very good. Uh, we both have the same sense of humor. We got on, we traveled. Um, he had a good, good nature about him. Mm -hmm. But when it was bad, like when we'd argue, he'd just kind of go off and he'd go and drink. He might drink too heavy. Mm -hmm. And what happened it's in the bad so he was drinking too much? Was there yelling? Was there name calling? Was there any kind of physical, emotional, mental abuse? Kind of yelling and name calling. Okay. Now it's settled down in the last two years. That's the only reason I planned to have a child with him. I had all settled down. We were actually going very well because I wouldn't have planned that with him. Mm -hmm. And we were actually getting on great in the last year, mm -hmm. which is why I found it very hard that he promised to go through this and then last minute then just let me down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He kind of built me up. He built my hopes up. After lo I lost two kids when I was younger. And lost two kids being, in like a divorce settlement or they passed away? No, they passed away. Okay. okay. So it was very hard for me. Like, and that year, kind of, we were building, building a life, building dreams. And I was looking forward to things. And his kids had contacted him, and then he just kind of dropped me. What makes so after, you reconsider a relationship with him? Because we got back talking recently, and he said he regretted it. Um, he did try and contact me six months ago, but I wasn't having any of it. Mm -hmm. He said he regretted ever doing it. He was wrong to do it. He was felt bad about the way he treated me. Mm -hmm. And although I hated him six months ago, I could actually still feel a bit of a connection there. There was still feelings still. Yeah. yeah. So imagine after seven years together, there was a sense of love, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, for you, what is important in a loving relationship? That there's honesty between a couple. That you stand by each other. Mm-hmm. I suppose that you don't let each other down like that. Yeah. Like to, with me, if I had a problem, that's where the opposites were. If I had a problem, I would bring it up straight away and I'd try and talk about it. Uh -huh. Whereas with him, he would bottle it in. Okay. And he'd bottle it in and then he'd explode over something stupid. Okay. So then tell me this is true. Either like kind of now in the relationship or even in the previous, you know, previously when you were when you were together did you not really know what the mood of the day was going to be what did it feel kind of like walking on eggshells and yes at some stages it did okay okay he used the excuse because his marriage had broken down before and because she had been seeing somebody behind his back that he found it hard to trust people but i was in the same kind of relationship 
and I was willing to open up to him seeing that he was a different person. Okay. So I didn't kind of like being compared to her. Okay. So then both of you will, okay, so I shouldn't say both of you. He's had some, he has baggage, right? Like we all have baggage. It doesn't make him a bad person, right? But yeah. he certainly has baggage from past relationships, right? He has yeah. Um, but we all have issues, so that doesn't necessarily make him wrong. I'm just not so convinced he's actually worked through his issues. Do you have any evidence to show you that he's actually worked through his issues other than just saying, I was wrong, you know, blah, 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 because anyone can say that, right? Like, have you seen any real evidence to support that he's worked through his issues? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I know now that his kids are back talking to him, he's happy. And that's what I'm wondering, is it like he has everything that like the kids are back talking to him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't really, like he has stopped, he calmed down a little bit. He said he'd put effort in. Mm-hmm. We're only recently back talking, so it's hard. I don't know what kind of look for with him in that sense. Just give me one second. So I don't like to interrupt that much, but I do want to say this. It's really easy for him to say, what he wants to be feeling or doing or presenting himself in the way that he wants to be prevented um, or to, pre- to be presented when he's not in a triggering situation. Cause here's the thing, both of you have issues, right? Like, and that's probably a big, and again, like we all have issues. So it's not making you bad or wrong or whatever. Um, but we all have our baggage. We all have our issues. And a lot of, t- and, and most of it comes from childhood. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you probably have some sense of that. Um, but here's, here's the thing. A lot of those issues tend to get triggered in intimate relationships, which is mostly romantic type of relationships, just like this. So when you have some space between you two, then you're not necessarily going to be in that type of situation where one or both of you could be getting triggered. And so I think this is why a lot of times women take guys back or why relationships go hot and cold because it can be really, really good when it's good. But then when it's bad, it's obviously really bad, but then it can get good again. Like, Oh, well he said this and he seems happier and he says he's going to do that and blah, 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 blah. But the reason why he's able to kind of have like a bigger picture of maybe how he ultimately really does want to be in his life or in his relationship is because he's not getting triggered by these core issues that he hasn't dealt with yet. Does that make sense? I think I think that's what I was kind of trying to ask you in the first question. I don't know whether to trust him. I don't know whether this is just because he's missed. He said the year has done him, like the year apart has taught him. He never wanted to lose me in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it has kind of taught him a lesson as such. But that doesn't, as you said, that doesn't answer my question. I'm kind of asking you the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know this guy, right? So I don't know what kind of work he's actually done or not done. But here's the thing what I do know about the type of relationship that you're in. You're in a relationship where two people, I think, were attracted to each other because of core issues. And we haven't gotten too deep into your core issues yet, but again, we all have them. Um, But here's the thing about relationships where two people have core issues and they've attracted each other um, because of that. Um, It's really hard to resolve those issues when you're together and whether or not he's resolved his issues. I mean, that's his business isn't his session. So it's not even in some ways. Well, it is worth considering because that's a big consideration as to whether or not you try this relationship again. But what I do know 
for sure, based on what you're asking me, is that you haven't resolved your core issues because you're struggling with trusting him. And whenever you can't trust somebody else, it always comes back down to self-trust. It's on some level, you fundamentally still do not trust yourself. Make decisions and love. It might show up in other areas of your life, but it's certainly in this realm of your life. Does that make sense? I think with me, I'm afraid that if I open up to him again, uh-huh. that that was a big thing for us to go through last year. The hospitals, the doctors, we even had baby names and picked out. That was a big step for me. My situation with my ex was different. I wasn't married. I had no kids. I'd lost two kids. Uh-huh. But it was a different situation. But it was a big step for us last year to go through all that. Yeah. And with me, I'm just afraid that if I give him that chance, that he let me now he promises he he wouldn't do it again that he learned from he actually got very hurt by me just kind of shutting him out of my life but mm-hmm. well, I think after just that letdown last year just I'm just weary of kind of opening the door maybe as you said like has he dealt with that stuff what what's changed yeah so I, I think look like I think you know your answer and maybe you just want permission from me, or maybe you want to verify. Maybe you want me to verify it, um, or maybe you know your answer, but you don't want to trust it or believe it because you're afraid to let this person go. Because I mean, you were with this person for a while, and on some level, like there's still love, and there's still some sort of sense of um, comfort or security from being with. Like sometimes it's just easier to go back to what you know, even if you know it's a little maybe dangerous, than it is just to open the door to someone brand new right see that's what I was afraid of in the first six months ago when he tried to contact me I cut off all contact with him mm-hmm. I cut him off all social media sites I blocked him from numbers my family even kind of cut stop talking to him just because it was too hard so I did cut him out of my life six months ago and I honestly could never see myself talking to him again or opening up to him again but the worst was the last two weekends that we've met, while I'm in his company, I can actually feel the love there and the connection. Now, he walks away, so he walks away from Monday to Friday. So when we're with each other the weekends, it feels brilliant and it feels good. But it's like when he goes then, that my head goes into overdrive. And I'm like, what if, what if, what if? And I actually don't know the answer. Right. It's like my brain is fighting 50-50. Here's the thing. Whether or not it's with, with this guy or any other guy, I'm not sure that you're in a place where it's a good idea to be in a relationship. Because I think you're very, very vulnerable to the actions of other people, particularly men that you might be interested in romantically. And so this doesn't even have nothing to do with this guy, Right. But the fact that you can feel really good on the weekends when he's there and then when he goes to work Monday through Friday and you're constantly going through your mind like, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, what if, to me, that just tells me that you are completely outsourcing your happiness, your confidence, and really the way you want to feel in your life. And I know you were on the dating refresh a couple of weeks ago, and this is you know, a big theme of what we were talking about. That's one of the things that made me open my eyes that in the past, I have always done everything to please everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you've never done anything to please yourself. No. 
yeah. with him like I didn't we didn't even bring up kids till the last year when I brought her up he kind of would get out of it I done things to sue him and it was the same with my previous boyfriend I always done things to sue him mm-hmm. right and so when you have a lifetime or at least many decades of pleasing other people and just focusing on how they feel and what they want and how can you make them happy then it's not a big surprise that over many, many years of doing that, you kind of forget, oh yeah, like, I don't know what makes me happy. I don't even know what I want anymore. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with clients who are like, I don't even know what I want. Um, and this question comes up all the time. And I think maybe it was even you who asked the question when we did the dating refresh a couple of weeks ago, like, what if you don't know what makes you happy or, or how you- I think it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually do not know. One of the girls said to me, the only you could go for the IVF, you could do this again. I said, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I actually don't know what I want. I've always supported other people. Yeah. I think making big decisions, whether it's to get back with this guy or to go down the IVF route, whatever these, you know, these are big lifetime decisions. This is not like, what am I eating for breakfast today? You know what I mean? Like these, these are going to be your consequences um, on your future. And I think that it's going to, um, and it's not that going down the IVF route isn't something that you should do at some point, um, or look into another way of having children if that's what your where your desire is, and or even whether it's not whether it's about getting back with this guy or another person in the future. I think what you've got to focus on is yourself because you know we can talk about this situation with this guy and we can analyze it and we can look at it in all the different ways that we want to look at it. Um, But at the end of the day, if you still are really disconnected from yourself and don't know what you want or what makes you feel good or what makes you feel happy, then you're going to find yourself in this same situation over and over and over again. You know, one thing I always talk about is you have to do the inner work and the outer work. And the outer work here is to figure out, okay, should I be with this guy or should I give him a second chance, right? And like, I'm confident that you can probably convince yourself of a hard yes or a hard no, (laughs) right? Depending on your mood that day and the evidence and, you know, that's what the mind does. It likes to think and it can make all sorts of logical reasons as to why you should try with this guy again or why you shouldn't try with this guy again. Um, But you're going to... Whether it's with this person or with someone else, you're going to find yourself in similar situations where you don't trust yourself. You don't know if the guy is being um, genuine or not. Um, if you haven't resolved this core issue, okay? Yeah. So, how is this feeling? Does this feel like it's resonating? It does, yeah. Okay. There was some things even in the dating challenge that kind of hit me. Yeah, like I grew up. I read my brothers. I had my my mom and dad separated when we when we were very young, uh-huh. so I read my brothers. I looked after them. I had my auntie when she was sick, and then I went straight into catering. I kind of never had any time for myself. I never thought of what I I always presumed when I was younger. I wanted my own family. I knew I always wanted kids, but I never had time for myself because I was after always either looking after my family or cousins or my brothers or my brother's kids yeah so so I never I got lost along the way I actually never knew what I wanted I was too busy running around after other people absolutely so here's what I would do I would put a date in the calendar well well a couple things first I would have a conversation with this person because clearly he's back in your life right now and 
I would say, I would tell him that you're just not in a place where you can make any big decisions like this right now. It's not a hard yes. It's not a hard no, but it's the truth. Like you don't know what you need to know in order to make this decision about this person. Like you just don't, right? Like you have no idea the kind of work he's been doing on himself. You have no idea how you'll see him in a new light once you've really spent the next six months doing a lot of self-exploration, right? Like you just, you just don't know what you need to know in order to make this decision. And so I would have a conversation with him and I would basically express that and um, ask for him to respect that and to have some space for six months or whatever time frame feels good. But I think three months is a little short. A year can feel a little scary or daunting. So I think six months is a nice, sweet, happy spot, although it doesn't have to be exactly that. Um, and then over the next six months, really focus on, on you, on what makes you happy, what you want in life. Um, you know, this is where, um, you know, doing work with like a coach or a program, I mean, books are helpful, but they only get you so far. Um, so that you can, or even just like taking like an art class or just something that's just kind of different and helps you to really get in touch with yourself, even just going on hikes outside, right? Like that doesn't cost any money, that's free. Um, and um, just really spend some time getting to know you, exploring what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy, what you want. Go through the material and the dating refresh, listen to the recording if you need to, do the worksheets and really you know, dive into that and get some clarity over the next six months. And then in six months, you know, you can revisit the conversation, you can get back in touch with him. And I think at that point, you're going to know, you're going to because you're going to know like, oh, wow, he's really grown with me. He's really done his own work. He's really cleaned up his side of the street, too. And then maybe you do want to explore, you know, potentially another relationship. Or maybe you meet up with him again, and you've grown so much. And he hasn't at all. And it's just like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> like, it just feels so wrong. It's so obvious to you. That's how I felt six months ago. I was actually surprised this time. And I did take your advice through some of the other things. Um, right. Well, I, I think you felt that six months ago because you were still upset about what happened. Um, yeah. Whereas now that initial anger and frustration and hurt and sadness has probably worn off a little bit. And so that kind of leaves the. Oh, not really. That's what, that's what actually creeps into my head when he's gone. Mm-hmm. You've done it before. <laughs> that's actually the part that kind of creeps into my head when he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I know he said he was ashamed of himself and this and that and the other. And I did actually say to him when not jumping, because he used to, when he used to come home, he used to live with me the weekends and that. And I did say to him, no, if we are, we'll just kind of date and we'll do it slowly. I'm not even telling my friends or family yet because I need to figure out, are you being genuine? You're, okay, is this genuine? Here's the thing. You're not going to be able to figure, you're not going to be able to build your own self-trust muscle when you're in such a triggering situation. It's kind of like asking an alcoholic to stop drinking, but they have to go to the bar every day. Like there's just so many temptations and there's, you know, because like you can be like struggling to know whether or not you can trust him and if he's really grown and changed, but he could also like, he knows you really well. He can be sweet talking you. He can pushing all of the right buttons to get you in. 
and he's not going to do this like out of malice. I mean, maybe, but like for the most part, like that's just what he knows and is, feels familiar with you as well. And so he knows exactly how to get you in. And then that's when you're more likely to get hurt. Look, like, you know, if you are, you know, you know, I'm only pushing you in this direction because I'm not getting a lot of resistance. Right. Like if I was saying, well, maybe just take a six month break and you're like, oh, my God, like, no, no, no. Then I'm like, OK, well, let's look into this and see why that isn't an option. I did, I did think six months was a little bit long when you said it, because I had already started looking into fostering. And that would that would be kicking off in another year. And I, I'd rather kind of I understand giving them giving myself some time, giving myself a break from them. And not being the way we used to be, kind of always on top, like living with each other, going everywhere together. But I kind of wanted to suss out. I didn't want to waste any more time, kind of as such. I wanted to like give him a bit of a break, do things really slow. But you're not you're not wasting time because it's time that you're investing in yourself. And like if you really give yourself this time to explore and to learn and to grow, then you're going to get the clarity you need and you're not going to be in this limbo. I will tell you what is wasting time is just being in a place of indecision. Now you can be in a place where you're deciding to not know, like that's a decision, but being in this limbo, that's a waste of time or trying to make something work that may never work on, in the long run. That's a waste of time. But giving yourself, okay, fine. If six months feels too long, like at least three months, I mean, that's the bare minimum. Um, three to four months, I think is the bare minimum to really take some time to turn inward and out. I know you've had some separation from him longer, um, you know, previously, but the difference is when you do this, you're going to be focusing so much on yourself and really in this work, um, and in your growth and what makes you happy and what you want. And I promise you that if you really give yourself this time, then when you have another conversation with him and whatever designated period of time you want, um, then you can, you're just going to have that clarity and it's going to be in your mind when you see him again, it's going to be an easy yes or an easy no. And if it's a no, like that's, it's not going to feel the way it might feel like right now, which might feel a lot harder because you're going to be like 10 levels higher than where you are in terms of, in terms of your growth. And here's the other thing. If you want to start fostering in a year, I mean, I don't know what it's like where you are, but I know here in the States, the fostering process can take a really long time and, um, you know, et cetera. However, um, you know, that's, I would move forward with that as a part of your life and your decisions. If that's That's what I had, that's what I'd suggested. And I'd actually, my first option was to have my own child. But obviously, with me and him split, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that I'd still love to do that. But I've got medical issues myself, and I'm over 40 at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was kind of thinking, like, that would be one way to see, has he changed? If you want to do, don't wait on him or don't wait on figuring out what is going to happen with the relationship. Because... You know, if you want to start fostering in a year and you're going to give yourself, let's say you're going to give yourself the next six months. I mean, that means if you meet someone or if it's this guy on day one after the six month period is up, then you're going to be forcing like this other conversation on him. Like, hey, I want to foster. Is that something you want to do? And then it kind of like, I've already said it to him and I've kind of told him I'm doing it. Well, 
So then do it. Okay. But do it. My own, my first option would be to obviously have my own child, mm-hmm. which is why I was so upset when he left because not only had he the reversal, but I found out I had a few problems mm-hmm. and we needed to kind of push on with it. Now I've still got a bit of time, but when he did leave, then I was looking at my other options. So I have started the ball going on that already. Leona, Leona, I want to say yeah. because again, we get attached to something we talked about first our recording. We get attached to our stories and just get attached to all these things that are that are happening or that may happen. Okay, so I want to bring this home. Um, what is what are going to be your action steps after this call? I start looking into things for myself that makes me happy. Okay, perfect. And what kind of things are those going to be? I'm still not 100% sure. That's okay. Start with the dating refresh. Go through it again. You have the recording. That's. I think that's where I'm a little bit lost because my life always revolves so much around other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending a bit more time with my younger niece now and just helping her along and we're having a bit of fun together, just doing things. That's great. But this, I want, I want you to do you. Okay, so taking care of your niece and having fun with her. I, I know the joys of nieces. I have three of them. Okay. This is you. What makes you happy? And I know maybe being with your niece does make you happy. Being with my nieces make me so overjoyed and thrilled. Okay. But that's very different than what we're talking about here. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually can't figure it. Do you know what? There was a time there and I was very lonely in the house because I'm so used to the house being full, like nieces, nephews, this and that, mm-hmm. and him being here. That I actually, like all my friends are settled down. They're all in happy relationships with kids. Okay, okay. My kind of got stuck in a row. That doesn't matter. Let's just say you're going to start with the dating refresh, okay? Yeah. That's going to be your action step in terms of what makes you happy or trying to find what makes you happy, okay? Yeah. Are you going to have a conversation with this guy about taking yeah. some space? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And what's the time frame you're going to set on it? Three months. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So you're going to ask for three months of space and ask him to honor that. Also, by the way, if he doesn't honor that, that's going to give you some information that you might need in the future, right? (laughs) About whether or not you can trust him. (laughs) Um, Just throw that out there. And you're going to focus on finding what makes you happy. So look at the, I think also going back to the date yourself challenge, I'll be running I'm not sure exactly when this episode will go live, but it might be right before or during the next date yourself challenge. Um, So uh, you'll be able to explore that, but you probably can fish through your emails and find the old emails and go through the dating refresh. But here's the one thing I want to, I want to, we're going to have to wrap this call up. But what I do want to say right now is this. Um, The last thing I want to say is, when you do this work over the next three months, do it for you, not with the attachment of maybe getting back together with this guy. And I know that's hard, but it's got to be for you. All right. Yeah. 
Okay. So what's your biggest takeaway? What did you learn? I was looking at myself more so than kind of thinking about the past, looking about the future. I can't change what's happened in the past, but in the future I can. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and I would love to hear some feedback so I know if I should keep doing these uh, kinds of episodes. So let me know. Either come over to the show notes, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 115. Leave a comment there. You can also let me know on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant or send me an email at hello at veronicagrant.com just so I can get some feedback. I would love to know that if you're enjoying these conversations, I've got a few more up my sleeve. So if this particular question or call didn't resonate, just know that I have a lot of other questions, a lot of other women lined up to come onto the show. So here's the bottom line with my conversation with Lee. When it comes to trust and you're having trouble trusting another person to know if they're being genuine or if there's red flags or whatever the issue is, know that trust always comes back to yourself. Because if you think about it in this way, it's really, really impossible to trust someone else or know if you can trust someone else if you don't trust yourself enough to make that decision. And here's the other thing about trust, trying to learn how to trust again in a situation that can be very triggering, like a relationship, especially one that you have a history with, can be really, really hard and can be kind of like trying to stop drinking alcohol if you're an alcoholic, but you have to go hang out at the bar every day. There's just a lot of triggers, right, that are going to um, have you maybe very easily fall back into some old habits. So here's what I like to tell people when they're learning to trust themselves again and to really build that intuitive muscle so that then it's easier for them to trust other people or to not trust other people in their life. And that is to rank all of the areas of your life that you have to trust. So you have to trust yourself to wear an outfit that's going to be appropriate for the day. You have to trust yourself to eat, you know, something for breakfast. You have to trust yourself to um, make bigger decisions like at work or while driving or with your kids or with your health or, I mean, there's just a million things. And then of course, there's also issues around making decisions and trust and relationships. So I just want you to write out a list as long as you possibly can. So spend maybe like five to 10 minutes and just write down every teeny tiny little situation where you have to trust yourself to make a decision. And then what I want you to do is rank those places you have to make a decision from a scale of one to 10. So one is really, really easy for you to trust. You can definitely trust yourself to make a decision. And that might be more in the category of trusting yourself what to eat for breakfast or what to wear in the morning. And then you're going to go all the way to 10 and 10 might be things that are really hard for you to trust, which is maybe making a decision about whether to stay or leave in a relationship. And then everything else will go in between. You don't have to do it perfect, but I do want you to be generally aware of what's really easy for you to do, what's a little bit harder, and then what is just like having you go in circles. And for the parts that are having you go in circles, I want you to skip that part for right now and just focus on everything that you ranked one to three and let that begin to feel easy. You trust yourself. You know what to do. You know how to conduct yourself and what you want and what you need. 
And then you're going to just gradually move on to categories four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, nine, ten. And eventually you'll be able to build this muscle of being able to trust yourself to make bigger and harder decisions, especially when it comes to things like love or adopting a child, as we talked about in my uh, coaching conversation with Lee. Trying to start with these really big conversations and these really big decisions when you um, don't really trust yourself is kind of like going to the gym for the first time in 10 years and thinking that you're going to be able to bench 300 pounds, right? You've got to start small and then work your way up. And your intuitive muscle, which is basically the muscle where you can trust yourself, it's, it's just like a muscle like anything else. And you've got to start with the five pounds and then move up to the 10 pounds and the 15 pounds and so forth until you can get to where you want to be. And the second thing that I want you to do if you have a issue with trusting yourself and trusting others is to really take some time to get to know yourself and to really get to know what you want and what you desire and what you don't want and what you don't desire, because that's going to make it a lot easier as well to make decisions in love. Because a lot of times, if we're not really sure what we want, we A, may not be used to going after what we want, and we just go after what other people want and try to make them happy. But it's also much harder to make a decision from that place because you just don't have a baseline as to what you are wanting in your life or in your relationships. And so a really great opportunity to do that and to get to know yourself is by joining my Date Yourself Challenge, which is coming up very soon in this month in April 2018 at the time of this recording. So if you haven't already joined us, make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge. I run this challenge a few times a year and I have to say women absolutely love it. We've had over 5,000 women go through the challenge at this point. And seriously, lives have changed. People have just begun to see their patterns. And, you know, maybe I've had women who say like they thought they've had to change how they looked or how they dressed or lost weight or had to change their profile or had to like act a certain way in order to be desirable to a guy. And the stuff that we do in the Date Yourself Challenge is often things people have never thought about. No one's ever told them. No one's ever asked them these kinds of questions that I ask you in the Date Yourself Challenge. And I think the best part of the Date Yourself Challenge is the community. So we have have a free and private Facebook group just for the Date Yourself Challenge community. And that is the place where women go, I've seen to make friends and to get support and to support other women. You know, so many women tell me that they're the only single person that they know all their friends are married or have families, and they just feel really alone and isolated and almost feel like, just kind of like something's wrong with them because they're quote unquote still single. So if you can relate to that, then you'll love the community aspect of the date yourself challenge. And if you're not into the community, that's totally cool. You can still do the challenges and get so, so much benefit. So again, to join us and it's totally free, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. Alrighty, that is 
a wrap for today's episode. Again, I hope you loved this type of episode and I would love to hear your feedback. So please head over to um, my Instagram and send me a direct message or once you're inside the Facebook group for the Date Yourself Challenge, you can let me know there, send me an email, all sorts of ways to get in touch with me to let me know if this is the type of thing that you want to hear more of. You'll definitely hear at least four more conversations with other women who are coming onto the show to be coached. So again, if this particular conversation or this topic wasn't super resonant for you, do give it a few more chances just because there's going to be, you know, other women with other questions and other situationships. But if you like this idea of listening to other women being coached and then getting a breakdown and steps to take afterwards, then I would love to hear your feedback on that. And as always, if you love this show, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review in iTunes. It really helps to get this show in front of more women who need this kind of support as well. And I'd be so appreciative of you for doing that. All right, my dears, until next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.